Welcome, everybody. Hey, everyone. I'm Josh. That's Chris. We're Amazing Fantasy Football, right? We are Amazing Fantasy Football, and we are hyped about this show. Yep. This is our first full podcast slash YouTube video. Um, we are just a couple of guys that think we know stuff about fantasy football. We're mainly here to help you out. Um, if you want to, we also have a Discord thing. If you want to check us out about that, you can email us at amazingffb at gmail.com. You can also check us out on most uh, podcast platforms. Just search for Amazing Fantasy Football. If you're watching us on YouTube, if you're listening to podcasts and want to check us out on YouTube, we just search for Amazing Fantasy Football. Um, yeah, we don't have a website yet. That's cool. Um, this we just did a whole season on Twitch doing matchups. Um, you know, like Weekly. giving player ranking mm -hmm. ratings based on that matchup and everything like that. And yeah, we're gonna move forward in this off season. We're gonna today. We're starting with um, the Yahoo's top twenty four uh, preseason ADP and how those players ended up doing it this past season, and then. Our next show will be about quarterbacks. The show after that will be about running backs, wide receivers, and then we'll move on to some other stuff after that too. So for now, we're look for this show on those platforms. We will go. We'll think about going back to Twitch once um, the regular season, the 2021 season starts back up again. Maybe we'll mm -hmm. pop in some videos here and there. Anyways, uh, as far as the Discord server, if you want to join, like I said, you can email us at amazingffb at gmail.com. Um, it's more just trying to build a community. You know, if you have some, uh, you're, say you need another man, you're one man short to fill out a 12-team league or a 10-team or whatever. At where, that's the place that we're, that's the thing we're trying to do there. You can also look to for advice from other guys that are in there too. I say guys because right now it's all males, but we welcome the females to join as well. Sure, and those that change. are identify as non-binary and all that sort of stuff as well. So, yeah, always welcome as long as people are civil, right? Absolutely. Yeah, and I'll post, uh, should be able to post in the description of the YouTube video, the Discord link. Yep. Unfortunately, those those get updated very quickly. That's why mm -hmm. I just keep. That's why I keep e recommending people to just email us. That way, oh, you can they get expire, like a, don't they? My apologies. Yeah, right. yeah, exactly. Even if you make it a, a non-expiring one, it still expires for some reason. That's why I just mm -hmm. keep like um, reinforcing people to just email, and that way I can just. Um, I mean, you have access to the email as well, but you know, you can just pop in a quick link that way too. Gotcha. So a fresh link. That's that, that's what I like doing. Cool. Yeah. Anyways. So yeah, how you been, Chris? Doing pretty I've good. Been, I've been good, man. It's uh, another great Sunday morning. Um, yeah, you know, finishing up the NFL season, winding up uh, already into the fantasy off season. So I'm excited about these changes we're doing with uh, YouTube videos, uh, podcast, and posting more content. Yep. Um, at some point, I, I'm guessing probably in the middle of the summer. I don't know about Chris, but I will try and have like a top 100 for sure maybe 150 as far as preseason ranks yeah that's a lot but i definitely we definitely gonna have some rankings yeah because that's uh that's very usable very actionable at yep. draft time i will guarantee that my rankings will not look like the quote-unquote professionals because i disagree with them at times and at time. mine yeah. will be a lot different i'm just i'm just i'm just warning people right now 
I just Good. I just feel like when you look at them when you look at them all like side by side and you're like they're all kind of similar and everything I'm just like mm-hmm. this is terrible. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. uh it'll I be a br- breath of fresh air. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll be wrong. I'll be probably more wrong than they are and that's okay. I'm done with what? it. What? <laughs> <laughs> of course. Of course. That's cool. I mean, I just I'm, I guess I'm more willing to be wrong. I feel like a lot of those, a lot of those guys just play it safe. I agree. You know, they're agree. Just, they kind of Co- all like cookie cutter type of rankings. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Well, they kind of, well, I know they talk amongst themselves. And so I think at times too, that they all just kind of convince themselves at some point, like this is where this guy should go and everything, you know, yeah. like it's, I'm not saying that they're trying to copy each other. I just think that they kind of, like I said, they kind of just talk each other into that sort of being very similar. And they're like, well, that's a really good point. You know, yeah, group think, I think is kind of the term you're thinking yeah. of echo chamber. If that's, you a, will. That's, an, that's an excellent term. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Absolutely. So you got to watch out. Um, for that. Uh, fortunately, yeah. we disagree a lot, so there's no, no worry for, you know, echo chamber with us. <laughs> Just we do disagree, Just but we kidding. also agree as well. No, we agree quite a bit, actually. Yeah. I, I'm, that was more of a joke than anything. Well, we, I mean, we do have our disagreements and that's okay. Cause you know, we're not, you know, automatons Mm-mm, anyways, let's get, let's, let's start this. Uh, let's start this little thing that you got going on there. We have put together, um, some slides. This is kind of just like the state of the end of season pre ADP versus the final results. I'm so this is like the, the Yahoo's half PPR. We decided to go with half. That way, we you can kind of relate with kind a full PPR and and um, you know a, a stand a quote unquote standard league, which is a non PPR league. I mean, as you can see, CMC was obviously the first. We'll get back to this slide here in a second, and we'll talk about these guys more in depth. But you know, you got CMC, Saquon, Zeke, yada yada. The one that I thought was a little weird was um, I didn't realize that Patrick Mahomes went number ten. And mm. as far as ADP, it's first rounder that I forgot that Kittle had gone before Kelsey. I thought that was really strange. Oh, wow. And that, yeah. mm-hmm. and that Austin Eckler was so low too. I th- and him and Aaron Jones, I thought they were both higher and I guess not. Mm-hmm. What is value there? I mean, obviously, yeah, Eckler I would, I just wanted to, I just wanted to hit on those guys. Cause I'm like, these were some of my surprises, you know, like, huh? Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. Lamar Jackson. I thought he was more Ooh, like Drake. the beginning of oh, the third, but apparently not. Mm-hmm. Let's move yeah. on to the next slide here. This is right, right, right here. We got the. This is like the final scoring results with the quarterback. So like this is a top twenty-four with quarterbacks in there, and as you can see, um, I mean, there's only seven guys that are not quarterbacks on here. Kamara. Um, let's see here. Dalvin Cook. Derek Henry, Devontae Adams, Tyreek Hill, you know, like it's just, this just, is why, and then go, move on to the next slide because this is why we don't, we're not going to, we took all the quarterbacks out. Mm-hmm. And so you end up with Alvin Kamara being the number one scorer on the, on the season. That's not a quarterback, obviously, followed by Dalvin Cook, Derek Henry, Devontae Adams, Tyreek Hill, Travis the way, Kelsey. The way it should be. Yeah. Stefan Diggs. Calvin Ridley, DK Metcalf, James Robinson, uh, DeAndre Hopkins, and Aaron Jones at number 12. 
You know, I mean, that's a big disparity too from Alvin Kamara being the top scorer at 340.7 points. That's a lot of points. And number 12 is mm-hmm. two is Aaron Jones at 218.9. Pretty big disparity there. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you were taking Alvin Kamara in the top four, you know, top five. Yep, maybe in, if you really liked them, the, no, the number one overall pick. You know, I know that some people were going that way. It wasn't just a guarantee of CMC last year. Hindsight you know? being twenty twenty, obviously should have had Camara was the way to go. But uh, you know. well, I'm just saying it should have had Camara above Zeke. Uh, duh, you know, with hindsight well, yeah, being we'll twenty twenty. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. Yeah. Uh, move on to that last Next. one. You want to do the the thirteen through twenty four? Yeah, we've got David Montgomery with uh, 214 points uh, on. We're down. Justin Jefferson, wow. Just cresting over 200 points with 212. Adam Thielen, his teammate. Uh, Mike Evans at 16. Allen Robinson at 17. Darren Waller. Jonathan Taylor, not too shabby, mm-hmm. 19. He kind of saved his season towards the end there. CeeDee Lamb, I was surprised to see him ahead of Amari. Uh, at 20. Yeah, me too. CD Lamb. Keenan Allen at 21. Again, I felt like Keenan Allen was higher than CD Lamb, but, uh, you know, some ups and downs in the season. Injuries, of course, also. Kareem Hunt at 22. Robert Woods at 23. And Josh Jacobs rounding out the top 24. Mm hmm. But, I mean, and, but if you look at this, the number 13 guy, David Montgomery, he scored 214.1. And then Josh Jacobs at 24, he scored 193.9. Like that's, that's only about 18 points difference right there, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's not as big of a, that's like, you know, obviously the elite is what's, from what's, what the, I mean, what's you look 20 at these points, numbers, one great week. The elite is the elite. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you got, yeah. You, yeah. Like you said, it's one good week's difference between those guys. That's. And those two players were pegged at the beginning of the season for volume, and they got just that. You know. Yeah, so. and uh, let me see here. But David nothing. Montgomery wasn't even uh, a preseason top twenty-four, but and we'll get to him and when we Ooh, get wow. to running backs in a couple in a couple of shows. Mm-hmm. But it was mainly because of those last four or five weeks where he just had amazing matchups, and Maybe. no, uh, what's his name again? The small so, little guy. Jake, Ty, uh, oh, uh, uh, Cohen. Tariq Cohen Tariq to Cohen. compete with mm-hmm. either. So mm-hmm. let's yeah, not, um, everyone that's that's listening and watching, let's not Overreact. just jump to conclusions with David Montgomery, please. And we still have an NFL talk draft. About more and we still more have as the offseason rolls and everything. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, there's going to be some a lot of, I don't want to say hate. I just want to like throw a lot of shade on David Montgomery. Like, don't get, don't fall in love with the final results, and more or less, Good. don't let the end of the season fool you of how he actually plays football, which is not well. Which is not well. Yeah, he's a volume I'm, well, producer. I'm sorry, like I, I like he's David Montgomery. I was rooting for him. Like he's a product out of you know Iowa's rivalry, Iowa State. But still, you know, it's a it's a fairly local team, mm-hmm. um, sort of ish. Uh, I, I you live know, an hour, hour outside of Chicago, so yeah. Um, having said that, this year I didn't get to hang out with as many Bears fans as I usually do. But yeah, no, he's an under. Um, he's an. Well, why was that, Chris? Talent. Why was that? Because uh, the the pandy, as you like to call it, uh, good old pandemic. <laughs> the pandemic, yeah. Hopefully, twenty twenty one will look better in terms of 
hanging out with some Bears fans since I live so close to them. Uh, um, I'm I'm looking forward to getting vaccinated, fully vaccinated, and being able to safely go out places, exactly. not worrying about at least my, myself getting sick. For sure. So yeah, David Montgomery, uh, top twenty-four producer on the yeah. season. Uh, where are we at now? Let's go. Let's go back to that preseason ADP, and we'll start with CMC here and how he finished. Preseason ADP top twenty-four. I'm gonna see if I can make this one full screen since we probably won't be switching anytime soon, right? Exactly. Um. So CMC, he was like it, like it, like the slide shows. He was the consensus number one overall pick by most players, or most people. Like I love CMC going into this season. And fortunately, the problem with CMC is what everyone was fearing is that his potentially his usage caught up to him. Maybe it was just a couple of fluke injuries, hard to say, but he only played in three games this year. That's why he didn't, he's not going to cr crack the top 25 or the top 20 of running backs, you know? Mm -hmm. Now, if you look at on an average per, points per game basis, he will because he averaged 27.3 points per game. So in those three games that you did get CMC, he was great for you. He exactly helped you win weeks. Mm -hmm. And I mean, just based on that, I think he's got to be in the first round next year, right? I, I don't, we'll see how high he gets in the first round based on that injury. But I think with all, with and his injuries were, if you look at him individually with shoulder, quad, ankle they're all pretty minor you know what i'm saying like they're very re like sh injuries you can very easily recover from and come back next year and be 100 it's not there's no surgery involved he's not going to have to get like a knee scope because of it you know that sort of thing right yeah i agree in fact the when i thought about it uh, just the other day it wasn't so much if he's it basically came down to if he's still the one 101 i don't think there's any debate he's still a top five but I can't necessarily fault somebody for, say, going with a Camara, you know, or Derek Henry, be, or Derek Henry. I think for there, goodness there's sakes. going to be an argument for him because there's going to be Camara, Cook, and, and maybe Henry. Derek Henry to go in front of him. Yeah. No. And, and then yeah, McCaffrey included. I was the, your number was off. Anyway, I agree. Yeah. So I can't fault somebody for being like, I'm going to go with Derrick Henry, the guy that finished the season and and played amazing. You yeah. know. So that's where I'm at with McCaffrey. So that that will be only, parsed out through the off season. The only thing that could really torpedo his his first round value is if the Panthers, for some reason, go and draft. Uh, what's his name? Like, is it Trevor Travis Etienne out of like Clemson, who's a pretty similar mm -hmm. player? And they just start. They're like, okay, well, you're not really built for you know 95 percent workload. So uh, yeah, I think we we're going to bring in a guy that, that's going that to eventually take like take over for you. You know, right? Yeah, I think most people would agree that's too soon for that. And I think the I think so too. Way. But I'm just saying that was that's the only thing I could think of that's going to actually affect uh christian mccaffrey's value next year Agreed. other than that i i'm Otherwise, i'm set to, i'm set to throw him in my the top half of the first round we'll see where we get with that mm -hmm. when you you actually put pen to paper and start doing some rankings but you know yeah at this point there's no doubt in my mind yeah but uh, maybe not the 101 is all i'm saying so yeah yeah Let's let's move on to Saquon Berkeley. Unless you got something else to say about uh, Mr. McCaffrey here, I, th I think I'm good on McCaffrey. 
I thought so, but that's just one to check in. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's move on to Saquon here. He ter- tore his ACL early in week two versus the Bears, and he was not did not have a very good week. It's a, a very good uh, Pittsburgh run defense. At least it was in week one. Mm-hmm. He scored only 9.6 points in that. So, I mean, if you look at his points per game, they're really, really bad. It's 9.6. I mean, yeah. unless you factor in that injury game too, which I took a lot of these when I was doing points per game, I was trying to take out like the partial games. Like Devontae Adams got, got in, yeah. injured very early in that one game in like week three, I think it was for the mm-hmm. Packers. So I did, tried to take that out of there, you know. So your average is kind of better. Well, you didn't yeah. play in a full game. Yeah. You know, you didn't and, even play in half of a game, that sort of that, thing. And that's the story with Saquon is small sample size. And I think that's going to be the first yeah. uh, argument against. Uh, you know, uh, not being a, I don't know, top five uh, is basically, you know, we don't really know what he would have done. However, you can look at that as a good and or a bad point because it's bad in terms of I was worried about the offense anyway. Now, in the situations I was in in the leagues where I had Saquon, it was kind of an open and shut case in terms of value. So I went with him. But in a lot of right. other cases, 101, 102, 103, it's, it's a fine hair to distinguish between these guys and that New York Giants offense was not very good but as we said off air you know they kind of the offensive line in the running game at least got it going a little bit at the end of the season so that might bow well for Saquon next year but I do worry about his quarterback and his surrounding cast yeah I mean I think that as far as receiving options they have an okay cast going on with Darius Slayton and Sterling Shepard and Evan Ingram. I believe all three of those guys are going to be there next year. I agree. Um, I like I like their receiving core. Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, and we'll see what happens with Daniel Jones. That's where I'm at. If that offensive, say... if they if they do if they do put in the work to either can keep that the continuity going with that offensive line or add to it to potentially make it better, I'm going to be okay with with this offense. I guess. Um, as far as Saquon, for sure, I don't think he's going to crack my top six next year, though. Just okay. because this we is might be on the same this is the then. second year in a row that he's had a major injury. Last year mm-hmm. was, um, I believe, it was an ankle sprain that they yep. kind of mismanaged him with, so he didn't come exactly. back one hundred percent, and he just didn't look one hundred percent for the most part. Is it fair to say right? Saquon is a year? Uh, so, like we said earlier about McCaffrey. It's kind of, a, I think most people would agree it's a wait and see. Like, I think the Panthers are going to move forward with him as their guy. I think we're going to move mm-hmm. forward with him as a top five fantasy guy, if not one or two. But Saquon's another year deeper into it because, like you said, last year he went through that rigor or more. Yeah, I'm a little more negative on Saquon than I am McCaffrey. Because of- I, still love, I still love the talent and everything. I just mm-hmm. fear with coming back from ACL that it might be a slow start to the season. You know, but, uh, I mean, but, uh, yeah, he he in, he injured himself very early in in the 2020 season, but that, that could still mean that he has a bit of a slow start to the 2021 season, and and you know maybe and this is all very very early speculation, but if he gets a slow start, it could be a very good trade candidate to uh, like buy low on him, mm-hmm. and he could break out like later in the season. Excuse absolutely, me. absolutely. Um, um, I will say real quick though before we move on that, okay. you know, just. Uh, if if I had to answer now, I think Danny Dimes can run this offense given proper Nickname. help, like we talked about the uh, the o- offensive line, and then I do also think their receivers are a bunch of 
one B's or, or whatever you want to call them. Two A's. So I would rather see them. If, I don't have a name off the top of my head, but in the NFL draft, I'd like to see a more of an alpha receiver come into there and continue to prove the offensive line. And then maybe Danny, uh, Danny Dimes can, uh, like I said, can run this uh, and then we'll feel better about Saquon Barkley after that. But for now I'm, I'm a little trepidatious. Um, for, for, for the, those that are listening, let's just get it out of the way right now is Chris loves to troll me with player NFL players, nicknames. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm very picky about which nicknames I do and don't like. And he knows which ones really just kind of stick in my cross. So when he says a nickname and you hear me go, mm. <laughs> I know he's, I know he's doing it to get under my skin and that's, that's the joke. So Mo-ha-ha. yeah. <laughs> Anyways, let's move on to Zeke, right? Yep, yep. juicy okay. one, good one. Yeah, here comes here comes Ezekiel Elliott. This this guy, uh, what a bust this year. He is. I mean, is he anything but a bust? Right? No, no. Correct, correct. Yeah. I, I, in fact, that's more or less what my notes say. Zeke Ward. Okay, and and, and I, I want to say too, we should have we should have started off at the top here. Is that like Zeke's a bust because he played this entire season? Mm-hmm. I'm not going to consider guys with injury. A bust. Like yeah, we weren't Thomas, clear with McCaffrey you're not going and to be Saquon. A bust because yeah, yeah, yeah. you can't predict injuries. You can't sit there and say, "Man, I shouldn't have drafted Michael Thomas at you know number six because he got injured." It's like, but you didn't know that, and before you drafted, yeah. Despite you know, our, you can't, our... Predict, you can't predict when some player is going to get injured. Injuries yeah, despite happen. our concerns for Saquon, we're not calling him a bust. No, exactly. Bus, busts are busts are are not. I I'm sorry. We have we both agree that busts are not injury related. Players get hurt. You know, like you can't control when you get hurt, but you can control of how, what, what level of play you have Zeke. We're looking at you, you know, mm-hmm. whether it's because you're getting older or you have, or like injury or whatever. Yeah. It's, it's that Anyways. fine line between injury and being worn down. Like it's all kind of part of the injury sphere and you get more of those yeah. as you get older and you get more of them as you get older and get more. It just, it's a big snowball effect. So whatever yeah. combination it is with Zeke, it obviously showed. Um, so just some, some notes that I have written down about Zeke is that the only game he missed this year was in week 15. So that that's one game. If you take that game out and his other, so his other 14 games that he played in, because I only, no one, we're not basing this on seven or 16 games because you shouldn't be playing fantasy football in week 17. He only scored 13.15 points per game. That's it. Nuts. And I don't know about you, man, but I don't draft guys in the first round to be scoring 13 points a game. That's what I want on my second or like on my late second, early third round picks, if not even later than that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm not that I especially don't want that out of my my RB one on my team. You know, which I know that that can change as seasons as the season goes along and everything. Like say you drafted Zeke and you got James Robinson. Well, James Robinson is now your one, you know, RB one, but it's still, it's just like, like, that's why Zeke's a bust 13 points a game. I'm sorry. Yeah. No. It's, it's because of value. It's because of expectation. Now um, Zeke's season is a bit of a tale of, uh, of two parts here and weeks one through five. Um, he was averaging 19.94 points per game. So that's almost 20 points a game, you know, mm-hmm. but you know what happened week five? I bet you do since you're a Cowboys fan. Dak got hurt. 
Dak got hurt. I, I don't Should know I if say that's he got hurt. Man, you can draw four. you can draw a line but, yeah. in Zeke's production of where it fell off, and it was Dak getting. I don't know if it was just coincidence or what. Maybe Zeke got a, a minor injury that we'll never ever hear about. Like you know, he tweaked his hamstring or something. It could yeah, we'll never know. But that man, I mean, after that, he was averaging nine point three eight points per game. Mm-hmm. That's a huge, huge drop off. I'm sure it's you hard know, to carry like over went down. ten points yeah. a game. They also lost. So, uh, not immediately. Their offensive line started getting more banged exactly, up too. Yeah. Yep. yep. Mm-hmm. So yeah. So I mean, that season. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see where he ends up next year in in preseason ranks. But it. I mean, you can look at that, and you can just be like, "Well, Dak got hurt," and blah blah blah. So, I mean, I'm like, we... yeah, but before that, Zeke was the one that was lifting Dak up. Are we and talking maybe Zeke second is... round, maybe next year? Is yeah, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. But yeah, when, yeah, you're, alert, you're right on the probably you're right on the Dak round. thing for sure. Is um, things have kind of flip flopped. Um, I think either I don't know if it's the team or the league as a whole, but you know, it's kind of a it's a quarterback happy league. It's a pass happy league. The pass tends to be more efficient than the run. I think they maybe maybe they saw the wear building up on Zeke and uh you know a couple few years ago they started and plus Dak just just played really well to be quite frank maybe they didn't know what they had yeah. and they used to rely on Zeke to get that offense going now it's more or less flip-flopped so I think that's a great point and folks the, the, my problem though was with it. with you know so like say week seven or eight or nine at some point when Zeke started getting less and less work and Tony Pollard started getting more he looked good doing it yeah i have in my, i have good. in my notes here that um probably expect a I, running back by committee in dallas next year unless dallas just moves on uh the future of this team is with the offensive coordinator and dak not the running back position having said that you mean kellen Paul, Moore, the guy who decided not to go to boise state and stay with the dallas cowboys yeah i haven't had a chance to read up on much much on that yet but i bet the chatter is you know is this mccarthy's do or die year or whatever I, i'm gonna punt the brakes on that but obviously Kellen Moore did sees. you say you were gonna punt the brakes on that pump I said pump oh I'm like I'm like are, what, you're just gonna punt the brakes and just that, that pedal like, pedal like wow it's do or die it's like football <laughs> football pun no matter what <laughs> I'm gonna punt the brakes yeah. gosh darn it no I'm gonna pump the brakes on that just because I don't speculate but yeah obviously there's something with the job title and description and the pay that Kellen Moore wants to stay with Dallas and uh, he's he's a bright young offensive mind and him and Dak get along well and I think that's obvious so the future lies with Dak being healthy coming back next year Kellen Moore him working together and Pollard looks like a perfect fit for this offense quite frankly so, so are you going to be sad when Dak signs with the Colts and Kellen Moore is just going to be like I missed out on a head coaching job to coach Ben DiNucci no way, because Ben DiNucci. I mean, come on. The GOAT. DiNucci. 2.0. The GOAT 2.0. That's what I'm calling him from now on. New nickname. Uh, anyways. Put um, it on the show sheet. <laughs> are, are you ready to move on to Camara? I think so, yes. Okay, cool. <laughs> uh, okay, so the Camara is the first guy on our list that has actually lived up to his ADP, uh, mm-hmm. whether it's by injury or in- ineffectiveness, Zeke. Um, he did finish as the RB number one on the season, which we've already shown you, but that's, you know, just want to re-emphasize re- that his, his points per game was 22.71. That's 
that's very very good mm-hmm. um that's that's and but even if you take out his week 16 re- oh remember week 16 when you uh blew me up with alvin Kamara and his six touchdowns i do remember that record setting so day. even if you take out that week 16 game out of the equation and it, you only base it on um 14 games and that he's still scoring 20.43 points per game that's what i'm draft that's what the running the kind of points i want out of my running back mm-hmm. in the beginning of the first round that that, that floor, is exactly what i'm looking for that floor of targets and receptions uh, yep. um so and, and camara didn't have a few um a few bust weeks on the season. I'm sorry. I didn't write down which ones they were, but you know, talking about later in the year with Taysom. No, it was even before that. Um, it it was just some down weeks, you know, it's, it's cool. Like sometimes, I mean, even, um, in the 2019 season when CMC was the, was the RB one, he had a couple of dead games. They were both against the bucks, but still, you know, like it's just, I'm pointing out that, you know, even the most elite, running backs are going to have a couple of duds in there at times for sure for so sure. yeah i'm still camara is going to be probably the the you know consensus uh first guy off the board next year i personally don't have a problem with it i'd probably maybe more look at like cmc or something like that it kind of mm, depends on what the saints call. do as far yeah. as their quarterback if drew Brees retires and is um Latavius Murray going to still be around next year? Is, did they get rid of him? Is it just going to be Alvin Kamara? You I know? think they need somebody in that second role, though. And Murray fit they nicely being a bigger back, and they run the ball with the best of them. So they'll keep on running. Uh, yeah. Uh, gosh, yeah. It's a great team. Um, as far as... I don't really have much else to say about him. I mean... I don't either. Really I just wanted to Kamara touch on the Breeze comment that you make a real good point. Like, I mean, I feel like if Breeze wins the Super Bowl, he retires, no questions asked. <laughs> I, I think, think he should retire regardless. Yeah, that's kind of what's, what's going to be my second statement is you, you could make the argument that... Mm, we'll see. He's looked good lately, but I just... A whole season, I think there's been load management at a position that is very well protected nowadays. Um, and there was some... Obviously, he got injured. He legitimately got injured. I'm not questioning that, but it's been a couple years that that's happened now. He just he can't get it, knocked around in that pocket like he used to. Well, when you're uh, what like a five foot ten quarterback, which is a little mm-hmm. on the small side mm-hmm. for per the the ideal NFL quarterback, you're the size with the combination of the of the age. Yeah, exactly. two. I think he is. You're yep. gonna. It's gonna start. I mean, even Brett Favre at forty two, forty three was really getting taken some beatings yep you know and it started to show mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah i feel like he probably should but i'd love to see him win one before he goes uh but yeah we'll see I about think quarterback every, I situation think would, next so. year i did put that camara did put some concerns to rest that he couldn't play well in fantasy terms with uh, Taysom by getting some receptions and targets at the end of the year there that uh, were important for our outlook moving forward, but it's still I not suppose. Drew Brees from two years ago, obviously. So we're, we still worry a little bit about that, but not like, uh, at least for me, I think I still, I would have to put Kamara ahead of CMC today because of said concerns. That's fine. I mean, it's at, at that yeah. point, I, you're kind of, you're really splitting hairs and it's just kind of personal preference. I think, you yep, know, that's exactly what we're doing. Split hairs. Exactly. <clears throat> I'm not uh, like at the like. I'm just not going to argue with anyone if if someone's just like, 
blah, blah, blah. This is why it should be Kamara. And I'm like, fine. You know, if you want to make a point, I can make a, I can sit here and argue with you and take the time and make a point why it should be CMC. I'm not going to, or, you know, Derek Henry, I'm not going to, mm-hmm. I'm just, I'm not, I'm not going to, I have better things to do with my life than to argue with someone over a t- like the top four of running backs, you know? Yep. Agreed. I just, it's, it's not worth it. Let's move or on this. to Derek Henry here. Yes. Derrick Henry was the fifth player off the board, as you can see here. And he was the RB number three in the season. Yeah, he had a slow start. Um, I didn't look this up, but I, I wondered if... I think I think Derrick Henry is RB1 in a non-PPR league. I mean, just... I don't play yeah. any non-PPRs. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, me neither. Um, he only caught... He did only catch 19 passes on the season, but you everyone knows that that's not Derrick Henry's forte. Mm-hmm. Um, he's He's... This is the nickname that I, I've given Derrick Henry. And it's a juggernaut. You can't stop him. Once he gets going, and, you know, at first, like, going into the season, I thought he was kind of slow. But, man, and, you know, maybe he's a little slow getting up to top speed. Once he's up to top speed, he ain't stopping him. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just, it take- he, he sticks out that, he sticks that arm out there to stiff arm people. And, man, he is just pushing guys to the ground. He's just like, nope, get out of my way. Mm-hmm. Get out of my way. No, no, you I think, think you're going to touch me? I, I don't think so. No, I don't think he would excel on a team with a bad offensive line and a bad quarterback. You got to understand. No, Tennessee has Tennessee yeah. has a great offensive line, and Tannehill has been a really good quarterback for them. So I think, you know, it's, yeah, it's fit. It's fit also. So, uh, but man, fantasy wise, gosh, I mean, again, going back to splitting hairs, you could argue he is the one one. Even in a, P- um, P- I don't know. I mean, I I, I feel like. You feel like there's uh, always only, a baked in. He, he did it only average um, 19.24 points per game. It was 118 yard, and a half yards per game. I mean, he's a beast, dude. I'm just saying, like, it's just my one concern for him is that he has 647 carries over the last two yep. seasons. That is some and that's high only, usage and that's right only there. only in the NFL, Josh. He carried the ball a ton in college and is a big target. Who gets yeah, hit a lot? Now he's he's also a big target and can take the hits. I'm just yeah, we're, yeah. We're just baking in a little bit of looking down the road a year or two type of lens. I think I'm gonna um you know like I don't want to like hate on him next season and he'll probably be in the first round for me, but mm-hmm. it's not going to be in the top five. I think the next year is going to be an injury year for him. I'm hoping that I'm I don't wish injury upon anyone. And I hope I'm wrong about it, but I have legitimate concerns of, I mean, you, it's just, I do too. You Big look picture, at, you look at history of people that get that kind of workload and they're going to end up getting banged up. He's mm-hmm. been very fortunate and he's been, you know, he's had some nicks and bruises here along the way. But I, I, I mean, like, I could even see that. I can even see the, the, the Titans, um, that who was that guy that they like, they were spelling him with, with a couple of different guys this year. And they could start getting some more usage to it, especially if they're showing some showing off some some skills in preseason. You know, mm-hmm. I would say just um, just to, just to give Henry some rest. You know, that's mm-hmm. just yeah, he's he takes a beating. That's what I'm I, saying. I would say I kind of look at it like this: in that uh, Henry is one of those few backs, like literally like two or three, maybe four, that uh, kind of proved me wrong in terms of running backs do matter. But I wonder how long Tennessee can keep up this winning formula, meaning leaning yeah. so heavily on such a big, often hit guy at the often injured position. 
So, yeah. uh, you know, I, I don't want to get into the quarterback stuff. I, I kind of believe in Tan Hill to an extent, but at the same time, I, I'm, he's not capable of that doing this. With, has to get better, too. Exactly. To. Exactly. Those are very worth mentioning, too, that this whole thing has to come together and continue for a couple of years uh, for me to continue to believe that Rabel is, because uh, I do think he's a great coach. But let me see what he can do when Henry's injuries start to pile up, because I inevitably mm -hmm. believe they will, just like you do. Mm-hmm. So yeah, uh, let's move on to Michael Thomas. I'm Michael Thomas. I Michael Thomas. Um, I mean, First this receiver is a, off this the is board. A wasted season from this is a wasted season for Michael Thomas. He mm -hmm. played in what? Uh, what did I have written down here? He played in six games. Mm -hmm. uh, so he got hurt in week one with an ankle injury. Uh, versus, I believe he was playing against the Packers in that game. I I don't remember exactly. Um, uh, yeah. It's a, he he missed six games and then uh, five with uh, so he's missed eleven games so he played in uh, what is that four games this year that's not good no no um hit double digits a couple times but you know there's also the first game back you're always trepidatious about what he's going to do yeah. I just yeah oh no I'm sorry he played in six full games in weeks nine through fourteen and as like so he and he only he only averaged ten point one two points per game when he was on the field too some of that was because Drew Brees was um, missing in action um, a a little bit of it was you know it's just he didn't have a very good season at all like it was just a complete bust for him I, I, I'm saying a bust in the sense that when he did play he wasn't very good. No, no, and he no. missed all, and he missed the majority of the season too. So, mm -hmm. there, there was. I'm not gonna. I, I don't know if between him and Breeze, Breeze was. I think Breeze was in and out of lineup once. Yeah, yeah he yeah, he missed yeah, at least one game with Michael Thomas healthy. Yeah, so, so I, in some respects, I want to give him a pass, and in some respects, it just it was it was a drama off the field too I, like uh, yeah i i'm worried about that the quarterback going, situation i'm wondering if he's turning into antonio brown just like maybe hopefully not the whole um uh, sexual uh, assault, assault thing, yeah yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. but just turning into a giant knucklehead of a wide receiver you know yeah, knucklehead As, of a human being really uh but uh, let's hope not and i i still would err yeah, on the side of definitely a talent, uber talented player on a very talented team, but we did question the quarterback situation. We don't know what's happening next year, and I feel like Kamara's probably the one that's more safe because uh, man, exactly. they really love to run the ball and pass to the backs. Uh, and Thomas could be, yeah, you know, we'll see what happens to play if they make the playoffs. Um, and they no, no, they're run. in the playoffs. Oh, okay, and they make a run without Tom, without Thomas. I mean, the the. Bushes will start to whisper. That's what they say. <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's a lot of wait and see with Michael Thomas. Wait and see on Drew Brees. Wait and see on <clears throat> how uh, knuckleheady he gets. Um, you know, it's mainly Drew Brees, but still. Let's move on to Dalvin Cook here. He was the RB2 on the season. Man, great year. Um, he, he missed. He only missed one game. I mean, he's missing this week because his dad just died, which, you know, thoughts and whatever, go out to you, Dalvin Cook. Um, but he only missed one game with that groin injury, and I gave him points for that game, too, because he played in at least two-thirds of that game. Mm -hmm. um, I don't remember who they were playing up against, and then I don't have it written down here. Um, 
but you know, like, <clears throat> like I said, Oh, I'm sorry. It was week five against Seattle. Um, he still did manage 17.4 points in that game against Seattle before he went out with the game groin injury. Um, he missed the following week. The week after that was a Vikings bye week. And then he came back and he went bananas. Alan Cook did have 356 touches this year. Ooh, 350. Yeah. The Vikings ran him into the ground. Mm-hmm. I mean, just. I, I mean, so that was 312 rushing attempts and 44 receptions. So 44 receptions, great. 356 touches for a guy who is very often injured in his career. For a guy we're surprised, Finnip. Finished the majority of the year this year, you know, we were surprised. He looked good we? doing it. Don't get me wrong. He looked oh, great. He, looked great. he but did, but man, like he shred, like he, he, uh, cut up some good defenses too, but man, if I, if I'm a I, Dalvin I gotta Cook, remember Di- that. if I'm a Dalvin Cook dynasty owner, I want to see that. I'm sorry. What was it? 312, 320 carries three, 312. I sure would like to see that go south of 300 and um, see the, I know and some see, of that the was, some of that was just like, more. He was doing so well, so why take him off the field? Like, Dalvin Cook was working, so why not? Another part mm-hmm. was that Alexander Madison did miss some games here for and sure. there throughout the season, too. Mm-hmm. For so sure. it was kind of like, okay, well, we run Amir Abdullah and Mike Boone out there, the guys who are mainly special teams players. Mm-hmm. They did, but yeah, it was it was those games that Madison missed, it was a lot more Dalvin Cook. Yep. So I think in an ideal world, they see a healthy uh, Alexander Madison. I don't think they wanted to use him that much. I think it was just exactly was yes. a, he, a he was dealing, and B it was just like, well, our our backup running backs right now are not very good, so let's just keep yeah. running them out there. He wants to run the ball, let him do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So hopefully they manage him a little bit better next year. But you know, that's kind of the theme uh, again. Going back to the splitting hairs, these guys are have concerns baked in. And you have to you have to address them. And with Dalvin, yep. it's it's work. Just like Henry, he's got a ton of work, a lot of miles on those tires. All right, we're on to uh, the eighth guy overall per Yahoo's half PPR ADP, and then is Clyde Edwards-Lair. Um, Chris just said that I was probably going to rip this apart, and I'm going to be I'm going to be pretty nice about this. CH is our second non-injury bust on this on this list so far. I was not into CEH preseason as far as where he was going. I mean, I'm sorry, eighth overall. Like, no, 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 no. He is not a generational talent like Saquon was, or even you can kind of argue Zeke. His rookie season was amazing. So, like, if you draft him in the first round, kudos. Sure would have been happy. You yeah. know. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's just, he was, he's just not one of those running backs that like everyone was just like looking at Damian Williams and then applying those numbers to CEH and probably even like upping them some, or I mean, sorry, I, I meant like Kareem Hunt. They were looking at like Kareem Hunt's mm-hmm. numbers from 2018 and being like, yep, that's who CEH is going to be. And I'm like, you, Kareem Hunt is, I'm sorry, Kareem Hunt is better than CEH. Mm-hmm. You know, like. I, I, I like just eyeball test one guy versus the next taking away the off seal, uh, the off season, uh, skullduggery of, um, Kareem hunt, you know, mm-hmm. like 
he's better than CH even now, you know, and he's three or what, three or four years older than him. You know, it's just, yeah. So let's, let's, I agree. I think, I think it's a classic example of, yes, we understand that situation and opportunity for the most part are king in fantasy football, but we also have to recognize talent is, you know, I guess you could say kind of a tiebreaker maybe like in this situation, I don't, think he's an untalented player i just don't think he's of exactly. the caliber of a hunt or a cook or a henry or camara etc like you put one of these guys in that chief's offense yes then maybe we're talking about an eight or a five or a top five player you know but not not this guy with this team this year i uh, just think ooh, yeah yeah no saquon no you know, maybe next season will be better but next season i think damian williams is coming back next season and you're you gonna see more see of a time share of damian williams Mm-hmm. Yeah, because this team just wants to win. That's all. You know, they're, yeah. they're they're not and, here to and, make and sure I, your fantasy like player what, gets carries. I mean, like you watch Clyde Edwards-Alaire on the field, and you—I mean—you can see that he's just like you're like, who is this? This guy was worth a first-round pick, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, no, I think I he plays. Know, like I think he plays the receiving back role well for them, and it is a. But they weren't thrown into him all that much either, so it's yeah, just like, well, yeah. you couldn't bank on that on a week-to-week basis either. Um, no, I have no. written down here too. Um, just, just take a guess. Do you think he scored more or less on a point per game basis than Zeke this season? More. You are incorrect. He scored less on a point per game basis than Zeke did this year at 12.15 points per game. And Zeke was 13 ish, 13 and a half or something like that. So like a full point and then some, okay. Yeah. Swing and a miss. (laughs) He was exactly one point per less. Exactly oh, it was one. exactly one. Okay. Yeah. Math is fun. Uh, so yeah, Clyde Got Edwards there. I, and you know, I just, I just wonder if the Chiefs are going to rotate backs. You know, that whole thing last year with Damian Williams mm-hmm. and the, you know, Andy Reid never uses more than one running back all the time, and blah blah. blah. Damian Williams I think is that part of the reason that that, that is. That that was working well in Philly because he had Brian Westbrook and then he had um uh, oh uh LaShawn McCoy. Thank you. Yeah. Um, I don't think he's that way with the Chiefs. That, that Williams, could also just be an Eric Bieniemy thing too. I mean who Damian knows? Williams is one of the reasons that uh Alaire was overhyped was because Damian Williams had such a strong season with the Chiefs in a in a feature yeah. role towards the end of the especially in the playoffs the real nfl playoffs that is he he yeah. looked great so recency bias he's on the top of our memory that's it was all a perfect storm for a freaking number eight uh adp that was awful yeah he's not gonna be now could ch be a first round uh like first round talent next year but being drafted in like the third or fourth it's possible i don't think it's gonna happen but he it's could, possible. He could fall enough to be a value. That's possible. I'll put it that way. And we yeah, again, we don't that, think he's a non-talented eventual. player. We just we're just tearing apart this ADP because that's what we're talking about today. It's just it was it yep. was a it was a gross error. ADP versus final results. That's what we're that's what we're looking at. Let's that's move on to thing. Devontae Adams, unless you got something else to say about CH. No, I'm good. Okay, cool. Uh Devontae Adams, the number one wide receiver uh, on the year this year. Um, and that was despite missing two and a half games. Seriously. Yeah, dude. Awesome. I mean, you take um, Thomas did, out of the So equation. like I said, he, he, he injured himself in week two and in somewhere in the first half against Detroit. Um, 
I, I think it was a hamstring that he that he hurt. Um, and then right. he, and other than his week two uh, game, which or the week two matchup versus Detroit, um, in week six versus the Bucks, and weeks fifteen versus the Bucks, um, it was the only game City had below fourteen and a half points on the season. It was a great year for Adams. Um, to and to put into context how good his season was, he would have been the wide receiver two last year and the year before uh, the points that he scored. That's and that's missing two and a half games. Mm-hmm. So I was like, because I looked at his final score, which was like two hundred eighty three point two hundred eighty seven point three points or whatever. Hold on a second, I can look it up here. It'll take me two seconds. Uh, yeah, two hundred eighty seven point three points. I was like, man, that seemed a little low. Well, right. Michael Thomas had over 300 points last year because he had a crap load of catches, a record number of catches, well, his <clears> to was, be exact. Yeah, exactly. Record. And and the year before that was Tyreek Hill in his year where he scored like 12 touchdowns and had like, you know, 5,000 receiving yards on in like five games. Mm-hmm. I'm joking, but still. Mm-hmm. Well, and the other thing with Michael Thomas to remember <laughs> is, is keep in mind um, – Yes, we all realize he's a possession receiver. We all realize he's a he's a, a at times short yardage, at times an extension of the run game. He'll get the tough yards. Um, are we sure that is a limitation of Drew Brees, or is that also a limitation of Michael Thomas? Like we don't guarantee we don't depend on my. I think it's both exactly. I think it's a good fit for the offense. However, we've again keep coming back to questionability of Brees moving forward. So big picture with Michael Thomas, I, I don't know if he's the talent that a Devonte adams is or a you know of course hopkins is is getting up there a little bit um obviously julio's up there so just all i'm saying is it's worth mentioning those uh, kind of elite level receivers right now with michael thomas that he may not be in that category in a year or two i don't I, know yeah it's concerning i think it's, I think it's <clears throat> yeah anyways um, do you got anything else to say about Adams? No, no, just, I mean, he's, he's probably yeah, the number one say, receiver. Like, I, I looked at those notes. I'm like, wow, I hit, I can really hit the, the, the talking points there. Um, try not to toot my own horn too much there, but I was just like, no, oh, you're good. Really... You're good. This is, this is a back and forth show. I'm listening to your points. And if you made all my points for me, then I'm, I'm happy. It's, yeah. It's kind of hard <laughs> to make more, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, <laughs> uh, let's go into, let's move on to Patrick Mahomes, the first quarterback taken off the board. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you, we are both not into taking quarterbacks in the first round, but if there ever was a quarterback to be taken in the first round, it's gotta be Mahomes after like get a year in and year out. I, like I said, I'm personally not going to, you know, honestly, I'm not going to look at Mahomes anywhere be- before the third, to be honest. I could see some point in the third where you get frustrated with what's left over mm-hmm. and you're mm-hmm. just like, screw it. I want potentially the, he's going to be a top three quarterback, you know, on the season. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I can see you, where people can do that, but you, take you him don't, in the first. Yeah. You don't want 2021 Patrick Mahomes. You want, uh, would it be 2019 Patrick Mahomes, his breakout year, No, 2018, uh, his second year, 2018. Thank you. That's the one you want where you got him in the, psh, I don't know, 10th, 12th, 14th round or whatever you want this year's, you want the 2020 Aaron Rodgers because for some reason everybody was in doubt of his talent or his age and you get him so late it's ridiculous yeah so you said it at the beginning I'm just going to hammer that nail home don't draft a quarterback early if you see a value uh, just before the double digit rounds hit if you see a value in the 6th or 8th 
yeah, maybe you could twist my arm a little bit for a guy I'm I'm a high on or a guy I'm partial to. But otherwise, for the most part, you can wait till the later rounds, guys. And uh, uh for sure, and yeah. we we will get into that. Um, now, this, where superflex is a different discussion, and I'm sure during the off season when we're getting more into a kind of niche content, we'll probably talk a little superflex. But uh, this shows okay, more. So like, let's put let's put this a little the context here. Mm-hmm. Um, so Mahomes, he scored 379.8 points this on the season. That's great. That's really great. But you could have waited nine more rounds and got yep. an Aaron Rodgers who scored 18 less points on the year. And that's and that's in the in round 10. Granted, mm-hmm. that, I mean that's that's a that's a that's an example of how bad like you just said that Rodgers fell. But yeah, okay, so example. let's go on. Let's 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 move up a little bit. That's you nine rounds. Four that's more nine rounds, rounds of sorry, running what? backs. That's I'm just saying that's nine rounds of running backs and receivers. I could have thrown darts at and hit or miss, you know, or tight end or whatever somewhere yeah. in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you could have waited four more rounds and then you could have gotten Josh Allen who scored five and a half more points than Mahomes did this season. Mm-hmm. Granted. Oh, and, and I, I have to throw this caveat in here too, is that a quarterback scoring can be, can be very widely vary based on whether it's a four or five or a six point per touchdown, how many, you know, how many yards get, facilitates one point rushing yards, blah, blah, blah. So this is just based on a league that we were in together. That's actually has scored less quarterback points in another league that we were in together. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Four versus six. Yeah. Uh, this is the, yeah, but Josh Allen, wait four more rounds. So in the fifth, you could have taken Josh Allen and actually end up with more points on the year than Mahomes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so just, I mean, this is it. this is a point. I'm 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 making this point of this is why you don't take a quarterback in the first round. It's value. Folks. You could have gotten value. You could have gotten Tyreek Hill, who uh, was the number two wide receiver on the year. You could have gotten um, Travis Kelsey, who was technically. We'll get to him in a second. But I'll just spoil mm-hmm. this. He was he was even though he was a tight end one, he was a wide receiver number three on the year. He scored more points than. Um, you know, uh, all receivers, but two. Steph, yes, yeah, he scored more points than Stephen <laughs> Diggs, who I think was the wide receiver number three on the year. Um, you know, and it's just, yeah, you could argue that's like, well, yeah, I could have, I but I could have used that pick and drafted Joe Mixon. He was a bust. Like, well, yeah, he was got hurt a lot. Oh, yeah, I could have used that and gotten Nick Chubb, and he got hurt a lot, or he missed a lot of the season. I'm like, yeah, but Nick Chubb when he was when he was playing, he scored a lot of points. Um. You know, like it's you can't argue players that got injuries. Well, I could have drafted Julio. Okay, fine. Yeah, I mean, we'll a, give you Julio. A miss for injury a is a miss hit. for injury. Yeah, exactly. You can't you a can't, little bit of injury too. You but can't still, make that yeah, into your equation. I mean, if you're getting a lot of injuries, sure, make that into your equation. But otherwise, you just yeah, it's it's about the value. You can't say Chubb it was a miss. I should have had Patrick Mahomes. That's not that's flawed logic. Yeah, yeah. I hate it when people do that. <laughs> Me too. Me too. Recognize the value. Like, yeah. I, that's why I wanted to. That's why I wanted to list a couple other quarterbacks. That was just like, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. So you actually yeah. could have found value and, and, later in the and in recognize the at the end of the that's, year when you 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 know you won a championship. You your highest scoring player was your quarterback. That doesn't mean you won a championship because of Patrick Mahomes or Kirk Cousins. It just means that you know your quarterback scored the most because they always do because <laughs> the scoring is flawed. Yeah. 
like we like we started at the at the beginning of the show. Like mm-hmm. your quarterbacks are going to outscore the majority of all the other positions. Yeah. You know, it doesn't the, mean the you quarterback have to get the number best quarterback. fifteen. Yeah, who was like Jared Goff, I believe, barely scored. Le- like Stephon Diggs, who's the wide receiver number three, barely outscored Goff at the at quarterback fifteen. Jared Goff, he's not very good. Mm-mm. And I don't think anybody's going to argue that. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe, maybe, uh, maybe his, his fan. mom, Mrs. That's, Goff. That's um, a good point. We apologize, Mrs. Goff. He's a wonderful man and an upstanding quarterback. Yes. Well, um, let's move on to Joe Mixon. <laughs> uh, Mixon, another rough season for him. He only played in six games. He had a rookie quarterback and a really banged up and inefficient offensive line. Mm-hmm. He did average almost 15 points per game at 14.8485 points. That's better than Zeke. That's better than CEH. You mm-hmm. know, that's but that's in the games that he did play. You think I might so, have gotten a couple more starts in if they would have been playing for something, if if uh, Burrow was still healthy? Maybe. I doubt it. I don't know. Hard to say. Hard to um, say. That, a, lot, a lot of that, that average, though, is pretty inflated by a 39-point outing versus the terrible Jacksonville Jaguars. So I'm looking forward to next season. Joe Burrow's going to be back. The offensive line, like there um, was really banged up again this year. This is two years in a row. I mm-hmm. keep, I, I hate to keep making this um, point for Mixon, but the guy's talented. He really is. He deserved the contract that he got in the off season. He's just had a menagerie of, really bad team around him and For some sure. injuries that has really kind of hurt him two years in a row. I'm sure he'll, his ADP will take a hit for it next year. And I'm glad it will. Cause I will be ready to steal Joe Mixon next year. I would say, That's all that I gotta say about him. it is, it is frustrating knowing Cause I, I'm, I'm on your side in terms of, I, I do believe he's a talented player. He has been surrounded by bad teams. The team finally gets better around him. At least that's what the sample size showed us this several game sample size. Um, and then he gets hurt and it's just like what could have been however he's a sell high for me so quickly next year i assume he'll be healthy coming into the year as most players you know mm-hmm. usually are given you know barring a training camp thing um and i expect this offense to be good because i believe in burrow i believe in mixon's talent i love their receivers and they're going to come out guns a-blazing. And I tell you what, if you didn't draft Joe Mixon in any leagues we're in, Josh, I might be selling you Mixon high in the first few weeks of the season. Oh, I, 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 don't, just, I, don't trade for, I don't trade for players on their peak. Of the I just, I'm sorry. I, That's just not but but you can see how, and I, to be fair, I don't draft a player to trade players, but you can see what I'm getting at with Mixon. He's right in that value area where I'm like, I'd rather take a different chance. I'd rather see if I can move up. Obviously, everybody would rather have a Dalvin Cook or a Camara, but I'm just saying I worry about his injury history. And we're not doctors. And I know we've kind of touched on McCaffrey and, and Barkley. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, I just Something about him worries me in terms of health and where, whether he can be what they need him to be. Right. Cool. But he's fallen. Let's for move sure. on to Tyreek Hill. Yes, yes. Mr. Tyreek Hill. Tyreek the freak, because he is freaky fast and good. This mm. this has been um a different kind of season for Tyreek Hill. 
And I mean this in a sense that he was a wide receiver too this year. Last year he was a little banged up, and so was Mahomes. So he his um, final finish took a, a hit because of that. Like I mentioned earlier, he was a wide receiver one in 2018. That was Mahomes' breakout season. This season, but in that season, he was real boomer bust. Like he had some, you know, some okay weeks in there too. But it was a lot of really big games and then some like bad games you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. this mm-hmm. season though he was a lot more steady but the, his, he was steady in the sense that he was scoring like 18 to 20 points a week you know yeah but that um well, i'm sorry yeah. i didn't write down what oh yeah he, i said i didn't write he was consistently hitting about 20 points a week so yeah it's that's how he ended up as number two he didn't i don't believe he missed any games with injury he was he like I think Devontae Adams just had a couple more blow up games than he did to to um make up for those games that he lost. Mm-hmm. Kind of like Dalvin Cook actually, you know Dalvin Cook that game and he came back he was just like I got to make up for lost time I got to get yeah. those I got to get those stats in there for sure you for know? sure yeah he just his floor was more reliable he didn't have to get it was much three more touchdowns reliable. every game he didn't have to get 150 yards every game in fact he only hit over triple digit yards three times all year granted one of those was 269 yards but <laughs> you know so so he he brought that average up with that huge game um and i but i'm not exactly i'm agree with you i'm not looking at it as a downside that he wasn't more i love it though i, I yeah, exactly. love it that he's more consistent you know yeah. and i saw him catch the ball in other parts of the field uh which obviously he'd done before but he seemed to do more regularly across the middle and just more plays where it's expanding upon his route tree, where he's more involved than elsewhere, and he's more consistent with his target numbers, which is real big in PPR. Yeah, because you you know who convert him. So, yep. I, dude, I'm I'm down with Tyreek Hill being. He's gonna be like a top three De- wide receiver for yeah. Let's say him or Devontae. He's got one. Who? Well, who's the one? Him or Devontae? Because it's not Thomas, and it's not Hopkins. Uh, it's probably not. It's not DK yet. No. DK is going to be up there for me just based know, on town alone, dude. He's, he's so he's, good. He's, he's not he's your so one. Good. He's not even your two, probably. So it's got to be. No, no. I, I know we said at the beginning of the show, we, we do like to go against the grain, but some things are just cut and dry. I only go against, I only go against the grain when I. When I, I probably like still go Devontae. Just to do it. I probably um, still go Devontae. Let's, let's move on to Chubb here. Sound good? Got it. Uh, Chubb's season was slightly derailed uh, by his week four MCL sprain. I actually wrote down a different injury, and then I was like, oh, yeah, it was he sprained his MCL. Um, I believe it happened earlier in the game, so I'm going to kind of take that game out of his whole equation here. Mm-hmm. Um, this was also the same week that I think Austin Eckler got hurt, and I was just like, you got to be kidding me. Anyways, let's let's take that aside. Okay, so despite missing four and a half, we'll call it four and a half weeks of play, he still outscored Kareem Hunt on a point-per-game basis at 17.86 points per game versus Kareem Hunt's 12.99 points per game. That's, <clears throat> like I said, Nick Chubb, he's good. When it, like, good. you know... 18 points a game, you know, and that's that's with a guy that's cutting into your workload. That's Kareem Hunt, by the way. You know, you got a guy who's getting maybe a 30-year workload and you're still scoring 18 points a game. Sign me up. Maybe not like the maybe not like a top five running back for next year. 
But he's definitely worth the first round pick in my eyes. Oh, I, I think you it's know? just a matter of attrition. Yeah, I think as as some of these concerns, we'll get, to, we'll, we'll get into this when we talk about um, oh. Kareem Hunt and mm-hmm. in a, in uh, two or three four weeks. Um, sure. Whenever we get to him in the running back show, but you know everyone thought, well, man, Nick Chubb's going down now. Here comes Kareem Hunt. Lock him in RB one. You know, and I look at it the other way around. If Kareem Hunt gets hurt, what happens to Nick Chubb? Seriously, dude. Mm-hmm. It's it, yeah, it's going to be a smorgasbord of points for Nick Chubb. I think if uh, Kareem that's Hunt also gets hurt good and bad because I don't want to see Chubb build up too much work and too much get too, too dinged up. <clears throat> yeah, but yeah, if you it's were, a you were, it, like just a real quick side note, do you remember it? Because him and Sony Michelle, they were on the same team in Georgia, right? Correct. Mm-hmm. And and coming into the draft, that 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 um, NFL draft, they they were saying that Sony Michelle was a faster, more um, maneuverable running back than Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb was more of the power guy, you know. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, I somehow that got flipped once they got drafted. I know uh, Sony Michelle continu- continuously had knee injuries, and I'm sure mm-hmm. that's what happened to him. Mm-hmm. But it's like, dude, n- n- for Nick Chubb's size, he's very fast. He's very maneuverable as far mm-hmm. as like he can cut and everything a little bit. You know, he's not just a, he's not a one cut and go kind of guy. He's, you know, it's just, he's got, I think it was just a matter of, it's just like, I think it's just a matter of lazy analysis by draft Knicks. They see the bigger guy and they assume, just and, like, to be, and to be fair, top end sp- or, uh, acceleration and, and top end speeds. Uh, uh, Sony is the superior. You know, he's faster, no doubt, but you're talking about maneuverability. Not anymore. Well, yeah, yeah. No Again, way. because of no Sony's way. injuries, and we've been in, they've been in the league a few years. But I was listening to, I'd say, at least two or three sources in terms of the draft folks that I like to uh, get information mm-hmm. from, and they were very adamant about how good a rate of an athlete Chubb was and how they're not so sure that Sony's the guy and da 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 da. And uh, well, those people are, those are people uh, worth listening to then. Agreed. Um, you got anything else to add to Chubb? Uh, just that um, it's going to be a matter of attrition at the top end of the position, such as we talked about the concerns with obviously Zeke, Saquon, so on and so forth. Nick Chubb is ascending into that category that you just said a moment ago, a top five guy. Yeah, I'm not saying run out and pick him at three. I'm just, you know, get I your value. Don't va- pick get- him at number one. Yeah, yeah, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying get your value. Uh, you know, let him kind of, quote, fall to you. But um, very shortly, I think we'll be having that conversation. Dude, if you're at the back end of the first round. I mean, right now, right now, pick Zeke or Chubb. I mean, you got to be salivating that Nick Chubb might fall to you, you know? Exactly, exactly. Take the value. But, well, but like, for example, I mean, Zeke or Chubb, obviously it's Chubb right now. Like you don't even hesitate, really, right? So no. attrition at the top. That's why we're looking at this preseason ADP. Is just it's it's another very shining example of Nick Chubb, a younger back accelerating <laughs> quite literally <laughs> up to the top. Yep. All right, let's move on to Julio. Mm-hmm. Julio Jones. Um, this has been a semi-bust season for him in the sense that. Just, just hear me out on this one. It's been kind of a bust season, but it also he missed six weeks of the fantasy season. That's weeks one through 16, obviously. He missed weeks three, five, 12, 14, 15, 16. Wow. I mean, you can count this week too, 17. Um, 
he also left uh, he also left early in at I think it was two more games. So he really only played in seven or eight full games. And he was wide receiver 49 on the on the season because of it. Mm. Now that that's that's taking uh, that's taking his overall score through 16 games and everything. But let's assume that he played in eight full games, okay? If you played in eight full games, you take the score that he ended up with in those eight games. I'm sorry, eight full games or 16? What? Eight full games or 16? I in eight full, and we'll assume that he played in eight full games this season. Gotcha. Okay. Mm-hmm. That he averaged approximately 14.65 points per game in those eight games. That's not exactly what you're looking for with a wide receiver number three coming off the board in ADP. Yeah, that's not Julio esque. Yeah. I'm guessing people are going to say that Julio's washed. You're probably one of them. I'm not there yet. I'm willing to give him another shot at being a a wide receiver one next season, but mm. it's got to be at some sort of value. I'm not. You, I'm not taking Julio in the early second next year. I'm sorry. I'm not. Calvin Ridley looks legit. It could be say, the, is, the, is, is the Julio even baton, the baton, if you will, like like um, Roddy White did to Julio. Julio is doing the same to Calvin Ridley. Mm-hmm. It, it, I had my doubts with Ridley, especially in the beginning of the season. It was just like he was just, but and maybe it's just recency bias that he's looked very good with playing without Julio this back half of this season. Uh, latter half, exactly. That is fair to say. Yeah. Um. So you're you're definitely not reaching for him. You're excited about the value he can get. You're holding out hope that he can still be a wide receiver one. It, it's got to okay. be value though. It's got to yeah. be like third round or so. Like I'm not. We'll and, see how it and, shakes and out. Like, next year, and like you loaded it's, it's up not, at running back. It can't back, be the maybe. beginning of the second. I can't yeah. be taking him as a top five wide receiver. That's not value right there. Would you? T- so if we're talking like a third round value for somebody you hope still has a uh, wide receiver one upside, would you take him as your wide receiver one? Would you go running back, running back, Julio? Uh, no. Okay, so you feel more comfortable with him as your two. Yes. Okay. With wide receiver one upside. Okay. I think I you got agree. anything else? Uh, no, no. I think they're solid at their quarterback next year. I mean, Ryan's been a bit up, up and down, but uh, we assume he's back. We assume he they're going to throw a lot. So, <laughs> I tend to agree with you. Barring yeah, let's, health. let's hope they up, let's hope they upgrade their offensive line too. <laughs> and at least running back protection. Position. They got to uh, they have to upgrade it to do one thing better: either pass protect or run block. Mm-hmm. Either one. Get one thing going well, and and frankly, with you, you got um, you got Calvin Ridley there. You'll have Julio back again, for, less for some whatever crazy reason they get rid of Julio. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they have some ancillary weapons that are okay. I mean, they still have uh, Hayden Hurst, and at times uh, Russell Gage has, has flashed. Um, Olamide Zacchaeus has been okay at times when Julio's gone down or or Russell Gage has gone down or whatever. So I mean, they, there's hope there for those weapons, but they that offensive line has to get better, and frankly, Matt Ryan has to play a little bit better than he did this year as well. Yeah, let's move on to Lamar Jackson. Sound good? Great. Cool. Lamar Jackson. He missed only one game this year, and that was Week 12 versus Pittsburgh, and that was COVID related. COVID. I believe that was the big Week 12 Ravens COVID disaster, or one of their COVID disasters. It was. It uh, was yeah. Lamar Jackson did not really look as good this year as he did la- the 
previous year where he was the league's MVP for whatever reason. I'm not really sure why. Sorry, I'm not a big Lamar Jackson fan. I know you can be, but yeah. Um, while everyone was saying, talking about how he didn't look as good this year, or he looked so much worse this season throwing the ball, and I'm one of those guys, his his completion percentage went from in 2019 at 66.1% down to 64.8%. That's still not that bad. It's not that say. great either. Yeah, I mean, we've got but, to remember we're talking about the NFL. We're not looking for, you know, like, oh, you're six, you're right at sixty, you're elite. Like, we'd like you to be above sixty, but you're right. That's no, I think that's it's solid. I think it's. I thought it was like sixty five, sixty six percent is like that's pretty darn. It's good. definitely raised in the last few years. Like back in the day with Steve Young, like that was that was the exception to the rule. You know, he was so accurate year in and year out. He was flirting with 70%. Nowadays with the rules, et cetera, you expect a little bit more. It kind of depends on how you play. But no, that's respectable. Um, That's solid. That's solid. I agree with you. Yeah. Which is weird because you watch, if you would watch Lamar Jackson this year, he looked terrible. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I don't know, man. Growing pains, I think. Throwing pains, you got that right. Um, yeah, yeah. No, he'll be all right, I think. But uh, he did throw for he did throw for almost five hundred less yards. And uh, what was that total? Do you have that? Um, it's fine if you don't. I, oh, and he ran for one hundred thirty-one less yards, and mm-hmm. he and he had one less touchdown as far as throwing, I believe, mm-hmm. this year. He did finish as a QB nine, but that's not good for this is and this is another reason why you don't take quarterbacks early. Exactly. Because what if exactly. they what if they bust on you? What if they're not as good as they were the year before? You're drafting him to be at the at the peak of his value in the second round. Mm-hmm. Maybe not Mahomes, because who knows what Mahomes can do from year to year. He could throw for sixty five touchdowns and, 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 and you, you could know. really put Mahomes record- is 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 the the exception of the rule, I guess. If you're worried to take a quarterback early, it's him. It's no other quarterback. It's certainly not Lamar Jackson. It's not. It don't do this to yourself. Well, I, don't I would. Care I would. I would blame somebody at, after this year for feeling that way, for sure, for sure. But you know, we'll see how, uh, next year with Superflex and stuff. But yeah, you could put the record on repeat for these first. I don't know, three, four, five quarterbacks. Yeah. Just you know, don't take them this early, guys. But. You know, we're, we were just hammering down the difference between Lamar this year versus last year for sake of, yes, super flex, uh, yes, single quarterback if you get a value, if he drops, and then, of course, what it means to the weapons for Baltimore. Yeah. That's pretty much all I got on him. He just mm-hmm. don't take quarterbacks that early. Don't what if they quarterbacks bust? that early. You yeah. know? I, I believe he can still return to MVP form. Um, and I think he showed some flashes so. later in the but year. That's, that's just me. But that's, that's they're going to have to get they're, they're going to have to a uh, fix their offensive line and b get him some better receivers. Oh, there's, too. Oh, there's absolutely some, some factors for sure. There was some factors besides just himself for sure. But uh, it'll be interesting to see how it plays out uh, next year uh, in terms of me and you being kind of polar opposites on that opinion. Big term, uh, long term. That's fine. Whatever. I'm. That's my, it's my opinion, and then you have yours, right? Yep. Here's a guy next, uh, a couple of uh, a favorite of ours. George Kittle? Mm-hmm. Iowa Go. Hawkeye alum, George Kittle. Go Hawks. Uh, he only played in seven games this year, so that's that. That's unfortunate. When he did play, he had over 20 points a game. For, um, and, and I'm sorry. 
<clears throat> excuse me. Mm-hmm. Um, he didn't have over 20 plus points a game. And you know, he had a game over 20 points and a game over 30 points. But every other one of his games was single digit fantasy points. Mm-hmm. Now, some of that, so, I mean, and to put a bit of a quarterback revolving just, door. Uh, it's just under 13 points per game, yes, and it is it is a quarterback revolving door there. I I don't know what the, they're going to do. The Niners are going to do a quarterback next year. It's I almost feel I'm like sure a that comes in. I'm sure that Kittle's going to be highly drafted next year, and people are going to say a quarterback doesn't matter for a guy that talented. I it think does it when you're comparing him to a upper level running back receiver, or uh, obviously a, a Kelsey. Like again, yeah. Split. We're splitting hairs for a reason because we need to. As the off season progresses, we'll we'll have rankings and whatnot. That's what that's for. But yeah, I man. don't see. I don't. See I don't think he's going. a first. He's not a you're first. Not, I don't pick. think you're splitting hairs between Kelsey no, and Kittle. Kelsey, not after this. Kelsey year. has Patrick Mahomes. Not after this year. That's what I'm saying. Is I'm agreeing yeah. that you know, given the 13 point average, given the quarterback revolving door, given what we know now moving forward. Yeah, he might still be the two at tight end, but he's definitely not a first round pick and he's not on the same level at Kelsey because Kelsey yep. has so many uh, guarantees where Kittle has variables. So, yeah, yeah. It's, it stinks unless, to say. Unless, unless there's a, a number two option on the Chiefs that emerges over or over Kelsey mm-hmm. or whatever, you know, someone guy that pushes Kelsey down on the pecking order next season. Which I don't see that there being see that guy on because I don't I don't see and, him bringing in a receiver of that talent or running back or tight end or anything to supplant yeah. him. Yeah. No. Uh, but also with uh, now with 49ers, I will say this: I absolutely believe in the coach. I absolutely believe in the organization. I think they are talented across the board, and sometimes you can get a free agent quarterback to come in and be the right fit for a very good team. And uh, whether we're starting that quarterback in fantasy or not is almost irrelevant. It's what it does for Kittle and the other offensive pieces. I don't have a veteran off the top of my head, but I mean, you know, if you tell Andy Dalton, he has a chance to start or, I mean, throw some other quarterbacks in that group that, you know, I've, I've done a 180 on Garoppolo. I do not think he's going to work out. I think it's, it's, it's a foregone conclusion at this point. So yeah. what do you do as a team that's in it to win it right now? Gosh, maybe you, uh, I don't know. Like I said, I don't have a ton of veterans off the top of my head, but that's what I see them going for. Not necessarily a rookie. Yeah. I just, I don't know how many quarterbacks are moving on from their starting position that are of any value, you know, yeah, like that are any, yeah. for a team like that, like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, so I mean, uh, Kyle Shanahan has come out and he says, "We don't. Well, we don't need an elite level quarterback to run my offense or whatever." It's like, fine. Here you you get Sam Darnold. Then you want Sam Darnold? You want Jimmy Garoppolo? Which one do you want? I think I'd take Darnold. <laughs> I don't know. How, I don't know how I feel about that, but I'm I'm casting my line. That's that's mine. Interesting. I, I think I think Darnold's surrounded by a, a historically awful franchise with a really bad coach. But uh, oh, did didn't he get fired? He finally did get fired, didn't he? What? No, I don't think he did. No, he didn't. Okay. Okay. My bad. My bad. Wishful Anyways, thinking, guys. No, no, no breaking news here. <laughs> let's move on. Kenyon Drake. Uh, Drake finished at the RB number 16 on the season. He was mm. drafted as a 10th RB off the board. Mm, that makes him a little bit of a bust in my eyes. Yep. Um, yep. It just, I, I just think he should have been at 16 to begin with. You know? Uh, yeah. I mean, if you look at just... 
it just doesn't it doesn't seem that bad but if you really look at that this closer like if you look at where Kenyon drake finished at rb16 guys that finished above him naeem hines number 10 rb on the season naeem hines is the number 10 rb that's crazy i love that dude he's such a good yeah player. And uh, Kenyon Drake was a second round pick. So that's that's when you put that into in that kind of perspective and okay, so and you you take the fact that Chubb missed four plus games um and had another running back, Kareem Hunt, stealing his touches, he mm -hmm. still outscored Kenyon Drake by nine point eight points. Yep. Yeah, well you know how I feel. I think Edmonds is the more talented player in that backfield and I'm just glancing at this preseason ADP. I can guarantee you I had Sanders, Eckler, and Aaron Jones all ahead, and Jacobs all ahead of Drake. All of them. Just yeah, not not my me guy. Too. Um and I do I do have a bit of a uh I am a bit partial for Edmonds. I don't know why. I guess I just like him in full PPR and I I don't know, I just don't like Drake that much. I so I guess by default well, see, I, I don't to think like Edmonds. I don't think Edmonds is gonna be their their primary running back next year. It's gonna be him and someone else. So and it's not going to be Kenyon Drake. Yeah, and I'm so not. We'll I'm see. not. I'm not saying on a soapbox saying uh, Edmonds is a is a. Uh, what's the term? I just blanked. Josh, a bell cow, uh, but neither is Jake Drake. So <laughs> no, 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 no. And I knew that. I hope other people see it now. Uh, let's move on to right into another running back. Yeah, good. Okay, comparison. yeah, Josh yeah. Jacobs. I had Jacobs. As well, like just in my own, like you actually like make out a list. I just have like a mental list, usually preseason mm -hmm. of guys I like better than others. Um, so I like I have written down here. I'm like I remember in the preseason when the 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 professionals, the guys who get paid to do this, speculated that Jacobs was getting more receiving work. Well, they were right, and he did get 13 more receptions this year, and 72 more receiving yards. He had 174 less rushing yards and three, but three more rushing touchdowns. All good to be RB number nine on the season. That's not bad. Being drafted as the you know 11th running back off the board and finishing at nine. Yeah, we we did pretty good. We did pretty good, folks. Mm -hmm. We as the fantasy football drafters. Um, you know he did have six games in double digits. That's uh, that's not very good. So, the offense wasn't yeah. awful, I'd say. Yeah, they that they that Raiders team has to do something different. They have yeah, to. Yeah, that's kind of why I was leaving it open ended for a moment. I was like, the offense isn't just, horrible. The defense is. And there's still question marks around the quarterback. Now I, uh, I would like to put so. it to I would like to put it to you this way. Can we compare the talent, just Talent, not necessarily fantasy value, but the talent of three players: Josh Jacobs, Kenyon Drake, and Montgomery. Like, where are you at? I mean, is Jacobs clearly clearly on the top? Yes. Okay, I th I agree with you. Uh, but he's and still like very Kenyon much Drake dependent is more talented on talented than than Montgomery. But got Montgomery has done more with less. So I maybe he is more maybe, talented than Kenyon maybe Drake. We're wrong, yeah, maybe you're wrong. Could be. Well, we'll see soon enough. I think. Uh, Especially this year, so I yeah. I, mean, I think Jacobs is just a just talented guy. Nothing too crazy. Not a not a Hall of Famer or anything. That's uh, in a yeah, situation where he's crazy he's, talented, but yeah, I think he's, he's a I think he's a very a, a really solid running back on a bad team. But on a bad team where he's getting volume, so he's producing. Yeah. But I agree. You change a couple things. Like I'd like to see 
an athletic quarterback or just a different quarterback, uh, yeah, throw to him more, for goodness sakes. He can do it. I mean, him and Waller yeah. make a great, uh, you know. Yeah, I, I don't guess. think that's Gruden's thing. I don't think he's just down with throwing to the running back out of the backfield. Uh, he used to with, uh, was it Charlie Gardner with the Raiders back in the day? Sure. Was there, I don't he, know. Was, he, he caught the ball plenty. But no, you're right. It, it, it's it's a it's a bit of other guys catching it too. So, but yeah, I think I think that's it for Mr. Josh Jacobs. Um, let's let's move on to Travis Kelsey and let's make this one pretty quick. I think we can do that. I didn't write down any of his stats. He's the hands down tight end one on the season. He blew every other tight end out of the water. Like tight end number two was just he, not even close to him. He, I mm-hmm. it was at least forty or fifty points. And Travis finished. Kelsey on the had on the tight end. It might have even been even more than that. Like I said earlier, he if he was a wide receiver, he scored as many uh, he scored enough points to finish as a wide receiver number three. On the so season. I think the only question is, is he a first round pick? To me, next year, yes, he is. I assume back into the first, right? Yeah. Okay. I agree. I just that so. that positional value is just too valuable. When you when you have that guy, when you have a guy, even if even if he had outscored the tight end number two, like say Kittle played all this entire season and he ended up with twenty less points, then you know I'm still I still want the amount of points that Travis Kelsey has scored in the last two seasons. I am down with taking him in the first round and having my tight end being and, and think about it this way too. Mm-hmm. If you have a, if you have a top five wide receiver in your tight end slot, then don't just don't. Take away that tight end um, prefix there and just look at it as I'm getting 15 to 25 points from this guy every single week. Yep. You know? And on top of that, he's in a position where I can only start one. And while you're like, well, that's a bad thing. No, because now it's increasing the value that he has because everybody else can only start one too. Yeah, sometimes you can flex one, but nobody's going to do that in their right mind. I like to look at it like yep. this. You talking just made me think of this. Look where Patrick Mahomes' ADP was. That's where you take Kelsey at 10, 9, 8, 12, that right in that area. You just, you you just take- do it. And you, 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 like we said earlier, you could take your quarterback around 10 or 12 or 9 because the position of value you're going to get from this guy is far and away. The, it's yeah. just the opposite of what you're getting at quarterback. It's the literal opposite. Do it. It's folks. true. <laughs> Barring injury, Let's of move course. on to Hopkins here. Yep. Um, if memory serves correct, Jandre Hopkins, his value was really kind of suppressed, but just by switching teams. If he would have stayed with the Texans, and and the Texans wouldn't have done that, because just dumb trade mm. to trade him to to the Cardinals. I think that I think uh, DeAndre Hopkins might have been in, like sitting and flirting with the first round, not in the back half of the second. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I think it was, I think you said it best, it just depressed his value just because the unknown. Uh, we didn't know everything about Kyler that we know now. And uh, kind of hard to blame folks. I was kind of, I think I might have been one of them. I was a little worried about age, switching teams. I was like, maybe the Texans know something. I don't. Haha. <laughs> don't ever say that about Bill O'Brien. <laughs> don't ever <laughs> advise yeah. number one. <laughs> <laughs> Don't ever say yeah, um, yourself when it comes so, to Bill O'Brien. <laughs> uh, DeAndre Hopkins, he was drafted as the wide receiver five off the board, and he finishes as the wide receiver number six. That's not bad right there. Like, that's, I was just we got it say, right again, folks. You I know, was just going like, to say, that seems like he ended up right where he should have. So. Um, honestly, I feel like he should have ended up a little higher, but um, not Mahomes. Uh, 
Kyler Murray right. had a little bit of a dip, and Murray got season, hurt. Whether played it, through it, and uh, whether it was hurt or you know whatever happened to him there, he did get he did injure his shoulder, but he kept playing through it, and they kept saying it's not his shoulder. That's not why he's playing terrible. I'm like, yeah, okay, okay, yeah, guys, it's, yeah, but, we know, right? Okay, so he only had uh, so Hopkins he had six games in double digits. Um, some of those games were in that that lull of Kyler Murray there. Mm-hmm. And but he did have four above twenty points, so there was some ups and downs. But overall, you got to be pretty happy with drafting Nuke. You know, like I said, he For ended sure. up as wide receiver number six. You really can't, you really can't be unhappy with that. Yeah, sure, you had some weeks that you were kind of beating your head against the wall, but you'll have that with a lot of players, you know. So that's really all I got on him. Do you have anything else to add? Really? I think we, I think we nailed it. Cool. Let's move on to, and a lot of this folks too, we're going to go into, we'll probably go into some more depth and when we do in individual positions and we're not oh, yeah. just covering. I'm, I'm looking forward to and, having that, that extra time to really dig down deep on, you know, a handful of yeah. players. Uh, Aaron Jones, he was drafted as the RB 12 and he finishes the RB number five. What? Yep. I didn't say anything yet. I was I, just saying. That's perfect. Like no, I, no, I was, I was like, I'm like, what? RV number five? How the heck did that happen? Because he just, it didn't seem like. So he had six games under 12 points, but he did average 16.84 points per game. That's that's, and he missed. Oh, I'm sorry, he did miss week seven and eight too. But that's kind of what Aaron Jones does. He usually misses a couple weeks on a season. I feel like, and that's so kind of like with Tyreek Hill. Instead of having those boom bust games, he kind of leveled off a little bit more this season. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. unlike Tyreek Hill, he leveled off a little bit lower as far as points per game, like his average game, than what he was scoring like last year. Because, like, if memory serves correct, Jones had like a big forty point game versus Detroit in like week three or something like that. But that was the only game that he had an absolute explosion, you know, whereas like last year he had like three or four of them and then he had some duds in there too, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's really all I got on Aaron Jones. I'm, I I don't know if I want to draft him as a number five running back because I don't know if he's with the Packers next year. Ooh, that would stink. I mean, didn't he just hold out for another year or to get something up no. front? No. No, I hope nope, he's not nope, gone. Nope for at least for fantasy. Oh God, I just punched my mic. I hope he's not gone for fantasy's sake. Um, I was looking up his receptions and targets, et cetera, while you were giving your two cents. Um, so for comparison's sake, because in my buys, he's top three receiving back in the league. Like I understand he doesn't just play the receiving role, but I'm saying in terms of how well, how good he is at it, he's up there. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, and you can, sure. you, can, you can only feed him so much. I'm not saying he's Camara in terms of volume. In the, through the air, but so 2019, 69, I'm sorry, 68 targets, 49 catches, 474 yep. yards. That's a 9.7 average this year. Nothing wrong with 58 targets, 43 catches, 312 yards, 7.3 average. So just a little less explosive. I think that's common. That'll ebb and flow. But I, I just think he's that's so not, that's not that That's not bad, that bad of a dip, though. No, that's what I'm yards. saying. Is you, yeah. I think it could still depend on. 50 to 60 catches that little average will probably go up maybe a couple more touchdowns through the air i just i don't know he's a really talented player and i think he's going to be up he's creeping up there with mm, he's still behind chubb but he's creeping up there in my brain okay Mm -hmm. 
Let's move on to Austin Eckler. Um, so another guy that got injured, he missed significant time. Um, I believe he missed seven weeks with a hamstring injury. Mm-hmm. If, uh, if I thought it was something re- more significant than hamstring. Continue, though. What's that? I thought it was something more significant than hamstring, but continue. I'm almost positive it was hamstring. Um, okay. okay, we like Nick Chubb. Like I said earlier, he got injured in week four and really kind of screwed my team. Oh, I'm sorry. He missed six games. And he did up with, with 15, a little over 15 and a half points per game. So not bad. Definitely worth of a second round pick, especially late in the second. Um, you know, you're, you're running back that you're mate and he's probably your RB one, maybe your RB two in the second round, probably more like an RB two for me in the way I draft. Um, you're getting a 15 plus points per game with your RB two. Heck yeah, man. You know, mm-hmm. like, would you rather? Okay, so to point this to to put this in perspective, so DeAndre Hopkins he was averaging fourteen point nine nine points per game, and he would have been your wide receiver one. But then you take if you would have taken Eckler, he would have gotten you just he would have missed a lot of time, so he would have kind of torpedoed your season a little bit. But you know, you're getting two guys that are scoring. Say you got. Oh, I, I don't know uh, what it would have been. Uh, it would have been like maybe Camara, and then you come and you, and you come back around and you grab Eckler. You know, like that's not a bad matchup right there. You know, a bad combo. Mm-hmm. You know, saying that Eckler, assuming he played every single game this season, was scoring about fifteen points a game. Not bad. So yeah, right? especially consider his receiving work. Like you put him in a full PPR. Yeah, Camara and Eckler on the same squad. Psh. Oh yeah, dude. I'd be all about it. Heck, I think I, I think I had that at the beginning of the. Uh, no, you had Eckler in that league. Never mind. But yeah, and so, so I also have written down here too. Like, and it's actually a pretty good point. Is that all these running backs that were not, um, oh, what's his face, Kalen Balage, mm-hmm. Justin Jefferson, or J- Justin Jefferson, J- uh, what is his Jackson, name? Justin Jackson, Justin Jackson. Thank mm-hmm. you. I, I knew it was an alliterative. Um. And uh, Joshua Kelly, those guys weren't very good. So unless they're going to keep Kalen Balaj, which they very well could, um, as kind of like a thunder to Austin Eckler's lightning, mm. I'm not seeing I'm not seeing a whole lot of threat to his workload next season. You know what I'm saying? Oh no, not at all. No, no. Uh, Balaj so, will be the compliment. He'll be the second guy. We've never approached Eckler as a uh 90% snap share guy you know he's always right been he's always uh, been yeah he gets the majority but not 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 that majority um he he just right. he's sufficient he, he's kind of a cmc light if you want to put it that way i don't know a better descriptor but i i love the player i love him in fantasy you put him in a ppr you know you get some upside there with uh you know herbert even maturing more health health obviously across the line that means Eckler's health, Herbert's health, the offensive line. Uh, he's a really good player, so uh, that might creep up again for me. Him and Aaron Jones, I'm becoming higher on as far as backs for next year. But uh, yeah, I love Eckler. Um, great value. Um, backs I don't like for next year. Miles Sanders, the next guy on our list. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> uh, and He's the last running back that we're going to talk about today. Uh, Sanders did miss three games this season, but he he like every Eagles player kind of gets a 
a, a, a little bit of a pass just because that offense at times was just so banged up. And even though it was so banged up, Carson Wentz was playing so terrible. Even when they were healthy, man. Yeah. Um, I mean, he was, I mean, it, just the amount of injuries on that Eagles team is just, I don't want to give Sanders a, a complete pass though because at times he was having hard uh, having a hard time seeing what like the hole that he needed to hit and then when he did hit the hole he didn't really mm -hmm. hit it with like conviction it, it looked like mm -hmm. it was i don't know man i mean he, he finishes the rb number 22 so he wasn't a super bust but at the same time considering his ups and downs that's actually pretty admirable <laughs> But yeah, and he did. He did average thirteen point, thir a little, just barely over thirteen points a game. But a lot of that was due to some. He had some pretty big games in there, yeah. um, like two of them. And one of them, one of those big games was with Jalen Hurts as quarterback. Who, mm -hmm. who knows what they're going to do next season? Well, I, I don't think, know, man. I think Hurts. I've never thought Hurts was all that much of an athlete. In fact, I would have said Wentz was the superior athlete, but Hertz is savvy in the way he runs, and I think the run can help Sanders. I think at this point in Sanders' career, he's a bit more of an athlete than he is a running back. I think with Saquon, exactly. and I make the Saquon reference because Penn State and the both very vaunted athletes in terms of their scores. Uh, Saquon had a, a much better running back than he exactly, you know. and Saquon had a little more bulk. Has a little more bulk too. That helps, but uh, the bulk and mm -hmm. the fact that just Saquon's more uh, instinctive runner than Sanders appears to be D doesn't mean it won't turn around for Sanders. But I'm a little apprehensive when it comes to the offense as a whole. I still don't believe in Hurts, but. <laughs> We'll see what happens there. I think if you're Philly, the way you move forward with that situation is that you have a rookie quarterback that's super cheap and you have a veteran that's costing you a lot of money. But what do you just you more or less you don't count the rookie contract because that's next to nothing. Mm -hmm. And you're just like, OK, so we have 20 million dollars sitting you know, on two In quarterbacks. Position, okay. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. I don't think I don't think you get rid of either one of them. You let, him, you let him compete you know, then? Unless, unless you're going to get a haul for Jalen Hurts, which you're not going to, don't get rid of him. Keep no. them both. Yeah, I, I probably know? agree with you. That's that's not the sexy option, but I think that's going to be what the prudent option will be. Uh, yeah. And you're saying let him com compete? Yep. Okay. I probably agree with you. Unless you're getting a haul for one of them, which you're not going to for either one, you get a rookie quarterback with very limited sample size, and you get a guy who's at who's at the yeah, bottom. Unless, unless somebody at the, that at was the floor of his value as far as a quarterback, then, then yeah, it's no. Anyways, let's move on to Chris Godwin here. And the last guy on our list, the number twenty, the twenty fourth guy taken off the board in preseason. Well, we picked the wrong, we picked the, the wrong, wrong wide receiver from the box. Yeah, think. Thanks, Tom it was Brady. Mike Evans. Why couldn't um, they just re-sign Jameis Winston despite 30 interceptions and just everybody would be happy except for Buccaneers fans and yep. the coach. <laughs> okay, so Godwin missed four games with a concussion, a hammy, and a broken finger. Like some combination of those throughout the season. Mm. And he only finished on 11.88 points per game in the games that he did play. So whereas Evans average 13.83 points per game you know i i would have guessed godwin going into this um going into this 2020 season as brady's favorite target you know being mm -hmm. a slot like probably one of the most talented running backs or 
wide receivers he's ever played with, you know, but it ended up being Evans and oops, we got it wrong. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, Evans has the size, not that Godwin is a small guy. So I don't know the outside option. I get it, but no, I'm with you. I think of quite a few people missed and I also don't think it's a complete miss yet. I think I still believe Godwin is the more talented guy. We'll see. I assume Brady's going to come back for another year as his contract says, but uh, no big whiff, big whiff on, on our parts, I guess you could say, because I thought he would be Mm -hmm. much more of a bigger producer. I like seeing targets come up a little bit at the end of the year there. Uh, 10 targets, nine targets, nine, but you also have your fives and your threes. So just at least it'll suppress his value. Some, I think I still like him next year, but gosh, what an awful year. Yeah. And that's it. That's our top 24 preseason ADP. Next show, we will be doing the top 12 or 15 um, quarterbacks. And let's do the top 12, and maybe we'll hit on some guys that didn't quite make the top 12 that we like for the upcoming Mm -hmm. season. How about that? Sound good? Yep, for sure. The big shows will be the running backs and receivers. That'll be... uh, Mm -hmm. We'll split those up. Exactly. We'll split those up, do a lot of research, a lot of in-depth. But yeah, of course, we'll address quarterbacks and tight ends too. Uh, Looking Mm -hmm. forward to that. for those uh, listening and watching at home, I look forward to uh, those shows and up in the production value here a little bit. We'll work on some transitions and uh, g- getting our statistics and our rankings up on screen like we did with the PowerPoint. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, give us a sub down below. Uh, it'll help us know that you like the content and uh, put more of it out there for you. And for uh, those of you that are um old and don't know what chris is talking about he's talking about a subscription subscribe to us we're on youtube at amazing fantasy football we're on the major podcast platforms sans podcast addict right Mm -hmm. um to be more specific we are at spotify google Podcasts, apple music or podcast whatever they're calling it nowadays i'm very confused uh pocket cast radio public and breaker is where you can find our podcast. Um, please give us a subscription. If you can rate any of those, um, please give us a, a solid rating. If if you don't have a solid rating, please email us at amazingffb and give us some constructive criticism. You know, you don't like what you see. You don't like what you hear. Let us know. Like, let us know how to fix it. Mm-hmm. Um, just don't say that we were terrible and not give a reason. That's just being negative and just hating for with no absolute anything, any reason to back it up. And you can also email us to get in on our discord server where we have a, just a general chat and a fantasy football uh, channel on there too, to just chat. Um, we're hoping that we can get enough people in that we can start build, um People can start building leagues off of, you know, fellow fantasy football enthusiasts that they meet there. Anyone is welcome to it. As long as you are a courteous, fantasy football enthusiast don't care about race religion gender whatever yeah, anyone con- anyone just you, contribute you to email the us and say you want in on the discord server you'll get an invite if we don't like what you're saying or how you're saying it we will kick you out pretty simple you know yeah just contribute to the community and we'll have a blast exactly just contribute add add, add positive things that's what we ask you know and no better time to sign uh, up than the, than the there's off enough, season. There's enough negative in everyone's lives. So we don't need 
we don't need our discord to add to that right exactly yeah just sign up in the off season that way when the regular season rolls around you're already getting notifications that we're you know we're doing our thing picking up the pace for sure all right so signing off everybody thanks for tuning in everyone and uh have a good week